brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. In this week's episode, get an in-depth look at the leadership of Mary Persons High School and Monroe County Middle School. Plus, we'll take you inside the Fine Arts Center to sample the sounds of our middle and high school choirs. Dr. Jim Finch has led the way at Mary Persons for more than a decade, but Forsyth wasn't always his home. Cameron Cheney shows us what brought the top dog to MP and why he doesn't plan to go anywhere else. Hey guys, this is Cameron Cheney, a senior at Mary Persons High School, and I'm with MPTV, and we're interviewing principal of Mary Persons, Dr. Jim Finch. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Cameron. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. All right. Um, how long have you been principal at Mary Persons? This is my 15th year here at Mary Persons. That's a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> Uh, what county did you come from, and what did you do before you came to Mary Persons? Uh, I actually came here from Bibb County, and uh, I spent one year in Bibb County as the principal at Rutland High School. Okay. So before that, I spent 12 years at Peach County um, in Fort Valley, and uh, I did a lot of things at Peach County. I was there for 12 years. Uh, I taught math. Um, I was a football coach primarily. Um, I did some other sports as well. Um, and then my last two years when I was at Peach County, I moved out of the classroom. I was a math teacher. And I moved out of the classroom and I was assistant principal my last two years there. And then I moved into being a principal at Rutland High School. And then fortunately, um, I was hired here after one year at, at Rutland. So we could say you're a jack of all trades. I wouldn't say I was a jack of all trades, but I've done it all. <laughs> all right. Um, how long have you been working in the administrative positions altogether? Uh, let's see. This is my 16th year as a principal, and I did two years uh, assistant principal, so 18 years as an administrator. Um. Are you glad you came to Monroe County, or would you have rather stayed where you were? Absolutely, I'm glad. Um, you know, I, I bleed black and gold. I grew up, um, my high school was black and gold. Of course, when I spent 12 years at Peach County, uh, they were black and gold. I spent one year at Rutland, and they were green and orange, which just didn't fit my color scheme very well, but it's not the, it's not the reason I left after one year. But I can remember... Um, when I moved here to Mary Persons and, uh, and the, the color scheme was black and gold, I think that's just what I bleed. And um, I love it here. I love what Mary Persons stands for. I love what Monroe County stands for. My family loves it here. I've had two kids that have already graduated from Mary Persons. Uh, and I have two elementary school kids who are at T.G. Scott who just, you know, they, they look forward to being at Mary Persons. And so uh, my wife loves it here. She's a real estate agent here in, in, uh, in Forsyth. And uh, it's a great place for us to raise our family. So um, I think when you combine the whole job experience, it's so satisf uh, satisfying. Um, you know, the family, being able to raise your family here, um, you know, that's also satisfying and, and, and meets and checks a lot of boxes for how we want to raise our kids. Yeah. Um, I think all of that combined into one, you know, a small town, 
uh, feel and uh, just you know a real close knit tight community. Uh, that's just how I grew up, and it's just how we wanted to raise our kids here. And so, um, now we we love Monroe County and want to stay here as long as we can. Monroe County is our, has always had a good reputation with our school system, and so I just feel like it is a good place to raise your kids and just a good place for them to be. Absolutely. And, you know, that was the number one reason that we came here. Um, when we moved here, my two older children, uh, Kennedy and Jimbo, were uh, Kennedy was in the second grade and Jimbo was in uh, kindergarten. And... Um, you know, the main reason we, we moved here was because of the reputation of the school system. And I think a lot of families have done that. You know, this being my 15th year here, when we have new families that are moving in, either from Bibb or from Jones County or from Henry County or somewhere else, um, they always tell us, you know, the number one factor that they moved here was because of our elementary schools or, you know, the high school or just the total school system overall has, has such a strong reputation here, not just in middle Georgia, but in the state. And so uh, it was the reason why I moved here so I can see why a lot of other folks moved here as well. Yeah. Um, that being said, what are some challenges you face on a daily basis of being a principal of a high school? Well, um, you know, we have so many programs here. Um, we have so many different ideas about how a high school should look, run, feel from so many different people. What we try to concentrate on is, is can, can we provide an educational experience for our students um, that is enriching for them, um, that they like being a part of, that... Um, you know, something that actually ties kids to campus life in some way. In some ways that might be MPTV. In some ways that might be the band. In some ways that might be football. Uh, in some ways that might be musical theater. But we've tried to expand so many programs um, during our time here because we feel like uh, there's, there should be something at Mary Persons for everyone. And if you can find something to get involved in, your high school experience is so much more enriching, and uh, and you have a higher uh, chance of graduating if that's the if that's the case. And so, I guess that's that's not really an obstacle, but that's really what we focus on. If you really want to just, I don't like to focus on negative and obstacles, but if you really wanted to focus on something that's negative and obstacle is one is having to navigate the last two plus years of COVID protocols and things yeah. like that. How do we keep our kids safe? How do we stay? face-to-face -face instruction because face-to-face -face instru instruction is the absolute best instruction that you yeah. can give a kid. They're more successful that way when they're face-to-face -face than when they're virtual. And that's not to say that, you know, we don't feel like virtual can be effective, uh, but we just know that face-to-face -face instruction is, is much better than virtual instruction. So that's some of the things that we've had to, to overcome. The other thing is, you know, are we serving all of our kids the best way we can? Do we have enough programs? I think we've we might be maxed out on the number of programs that we can have right now. We have, you know, we just added two more last year. We added bass fishing, and we added um, girls flag football, and they were very popular. And, uh, and you know, this is six years where we've done MPTV, and it was something that can get our broadcast journalism kids excited about something as well. So um, we feel very um, we feel very good about where we are with with the number of programs that we have, clubs, 
sports, extracurriculars, and stuff like, like that. I feel like we have so many. Like, there's something for everybody. Should be something for like, everybody. I do the band and MPTV. There's football, uh, fishing, like you said, and there's just something for everyone. Yeah. Like, um, Spanish club is a club, and there's just something for everyone. Yes. It's so diverse here that you can literally fit in and do whatever you want to. That's right. And that's usually where uh, our students start finding themselves and start um, generating an identity and some of their tastes and likes and dislikes. And uh, and we, we'd like to see that kind of play itself out after they graduate. So a kid like yourself that's interested in broadcast journalism could do anything in journalism, whether it's on the video side or the audio side, um, or, or any other type of media content like podcasts and things like that. So um, we're, we're proud of what we offer, and, and, um, and again, we don't really see that as an obstacle. We, we actually see that as something that, that um, is very positive for kids to be able to get involved in. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you for your time today. Well, I appreciate uh, you coming in here and talking with me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thanks, Cameron. In addition to great leadership, Mary Persons also has a fantastic fine arts program. One of the many highlights is the MP Chorus, led by Charles Hernandez. This group of singers took the stage this week for the first time this school year. Let's listen.
If you missed the fall concert, don't worry. These talented musicians will present their holiday concert on December 13th. Dr. Ephraim Yarber runs a tight ship at Monroe County Middle School. He has worked diligently to develop the school's practices, culture, and climate to ensure a student-focused environment. But much like Dr. Finch, Dr. Yarber hasn't always been a Monroe County educator. Mary Person Sr. Hunter Long sat down with Dr. Yarber to learn more. Hello, Mr. Yarber. Hunter Long. Yes, sir. Good to see you again. How are you? Good. How about you? Good. A little slow today, so that's good. That is good. That is good. Surprising that it's Friday, that'd be slower. Thought it'd be. Yes, sir. Yesterday was Friday. Out of there. Yesterday was, I'm telling you, it was 60 miles an hour yesterday. Crazy. How long have you been at school in Monroe? This is my eighth year as principal at Monroe County Middle School. I believe I came in the 2014 2015 school year. Oh, okay. So you've been here for a while. Mm hmm. Uh, can you tell us a bit about your educational background? Sure. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. I, I went to a, a high school uh, called Kenwood Academy. It was the uh, top third ranked high school in the city of Chicago. After that, I went to uh, Clark Atlanta University in the AU Center, transferred to Fort Valley State. I finished up my bachelor's in English at Fort Valley State University. Had plans to go to law school, but those plans were changed as I wanted to shift and go into education. So after I graduated with my bachelor's in English, I got accepted into the master's program for secondary ed, middle grades ed. So I got a middle grades master's of education and I began my teaching career at that time. After that, I ran into a guy who was actually an assistant principal working on being a principal and we talked and he told me his plan to become an administrator. I thought it was interesting. I was already doing some administrative work in the current schools that I was serving in and I was helping a lot of principals out. So I decided to get my administration degree. I went to uh, Troy, Troy, Alabama, got my uh, leadership degree. It was called a leadership fifth year at that uh, time. And um, after my leadership degree, I continued on uh, it was a school called, well, it's called Argosy now. They used to call it the University of Sarasota, but um, I went to that, that school and got my specialist degree in leadership and administration. Then I got my doctorate. Uh, it, was, it was like a dual degree at the same time. You get one and you move right into the next program. So I got my doctorate. And I, I believe I finished up in 2006 with my doctorate. So I hadn't been in school since. Nice. So you got your degrees like back to back? Um, yeah, most of them. Uh, it was a little gap in between my master's and my specialist in leadership, probably about maybe four years or something like that. But I pretty much got it done, you know, in, in a close time span. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. What do you think the biggest challenges you face on a daily basis? Uh, well, at the middle school now, we have a thousand kids here. Um, when I first wow. came to Monroe County, uh, we probably had maybe six, 700 kids at the middle school. So we've grown uh, tremendously and uh, just trying to ensure that all kids get everything they need to be successful. Um, that's, that's a mammoth task. You know, every child comes with a different story, different upbringing different content knowledge, background knowledge. Some, some kids, uh, you know, I don't ever have to really 
do anything personally for, but there are other students that I have to make sure they have exactly what they need to be successful. And then on a grander scope, I have to make sure um, that students have the right teachers, you know, because I'm responsible for the hiring. I have to make sure that uh, everyone is getting treated fairly and make sure that the environment is conducive for learning. So that in itself is a, a mammoth task uh, when you're working with, you know, 94 employees and a thousand uh, students. So I, I say that would be my biggest task, just trying to make sure everyone gets what they need uh, and everyone is being served the way they should be served. Yeah, you got to find their strengths and weaknesses and improve on all. Right. And if I don't do that, I got to make sure I have the right folks in place to do it. Yeah. What were some highlights of last year for school? Uh, well, we, we were able to test last year and have a little milestones going. Uh, the year before we didn't because of the pandemic. But yeah, overall, in uh, language arts, we were 80 percent developing a higher. In math, we were 83 percent. Science, 76 percent. And social studies, 86 percent. So that's everyone. Nice. Uh, from our strongest student to our, our a student that's weakest in content. So that's that's pretty good for, you know, it being a thousand kids. In our Algebra 1 class, eighth grade algebra, with Mr. Stevick last year, 99% of our students passed that EOC. Nice. Uh, that's really good. Yeah. High school physical science, uh, Ms. Pippin, 95% of those students passed the EOC. As well. When students come into sixth grade, we test them on their facts to see how fluent they are on their multiplication to division facts. And last year when we tested those incoming sixth graders, they were only like 42% proficient on multiplication and division facts. So we have something that we call math fact fluency. Mm -hmm. And we work with those students over the course of the entire year. We test them first and then we give them a, a pre-test and we post-test them. And on the post-test, they went from 42% to 85% at the end of the year. Great increase. Uh, yeah doing that multiplication and division. And another highlight is um, with Lexile growth and reading growth, our sixth, seventh and eighth grade students who are already on grade level, uh, their percentage in reading growth went up 2% over the course of the entire year. So that's still a lot gained for students who are already on target. So that means that they already, they grew more than what they were already doing. So that was a good, um, a good bang for our buck uh, with Lexiles. Yeah, that sounds like a, Tremendous increase in uh, percentage for pass, passing. Anything you'd like to say to teachers to help them excel this year? Well, um, I would say keeping the forefront, you know, what students should know versus what they actually do know. That, that's the main thing. You know, students come in and we have a, a certain set of standards that we have to teach them. And it's a certain group of things that they need to know in each content area. And we need to find out what they don't know so that we can give them exactly what they need to know. So, yeah. you know, we need to do everything we can to address deficiencies in student learning. And like we talked about before, giving each student what they need, we have to make sure kids get exactly what they need, a prescription for their own uh, deficiencies in a certain area. So we need to find out what that is. So that's the main thing. And that's what we really focus on. And we drill down to the student at the middle school. That's why the middle school is so successful. Uh, secondly, I would just say, you know, teachers need to disengage sometime. Big proponent of uh, enjoying yourself on the weekends and going places and having some fun with your family. Put family first. And I think if uh, teachers, you know, even though they're really, really busy and, you know, I, I had a teacher yesterday told me that she's 10, 10 hours a day working at school and two more hours at home, you know, grading papers and 
all of that is very important. We need that, but teachers need to be able to disengage as well and get some downtime and rest so that they won't get burnt out. So, yeah, of um, course. The weekends are for relaxing and getting you ready for the work ahead. That's right. So I would, I would tell teachers to make sure they disengage and uh, take advantage of the time that we have, especially like this weekend, it's a long weekend of Labor Day. And uh, I have several teachers going out of town. One teacher's going to the mountains. She said she's gonna get in the Jeep and go in the mountains and stay up there for a while. So I would say disengage and make sure they refuel to uh, be able to come back on after Labor Day. Yeah, of course. Enjoy their families and yes, have sir. a fun time. Yes, sir. All right, it was great talking to you. Good talking to you, Hunter. All right, see you later. Thanks, Hunter. Monroe County Middle School works hard to prepare students for their high school careers, both academically and through the arts. The MCMS Choir, under the direction of Ms. Teresa Alexander, had its fall concert this week. Let's listen. Hello, my name is Abigail Beasley and I am a future graduate of the class of 2026. For our first combined selection, we will pre we present today Inscription of Hope by Z. Randall Stroop. At his request, the following paragraph is to be read prior to each performance of this piece. The Holocaust is a stunning reminder of the tragic results of prejudice and hate toward other people, but it is also a reminder that hope held firm will eventually reign victorious over the greatest of odds. The following words were inscribed on the walls of a cellar in Cologne, Germany, where Jews were hiding from the Nazis during World War II. Hope was all they had to hold on to. Hope was their only bridge to a brighter tomorrow.
Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.